Hey you, how's it going? Today's show is scheduled for one fall for the FFTS Championship. Introducing the guest, Arthur Walwyn, and your host, Ruby Bryce, me. You are listening to the 26th episode of Fresh From The Scene. There's links in the description to everything you need going forward, and if you enjoy the episode, please do give it a share, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take five minutes to just give us a review. So with no tapping out and everybody seated, here we go with episode 26 of Fresh From The Scene. Listening to Fresh from the Scene with your host, Ruby Price. Welcome to Fresh from the Scene. Today's guest is the returning magnificent Arthur Walwyn. Hello. Oh, hello. What an intro. Loved it. I, I need to big them up, you know, like. No, absolutely. I appreciate <laughs> it. Like, usually you just get, you know, hey, here's this guy. But no, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, how have you been? You know, it's been over a year since I last had you on here. Yeah, it's been over a year. When we last spoke, I was like just getting over COVID, which was disgusting. It was horrible. Um, yeah, since then, like back in London, um, loving life, making music, making all kinds of art, just being creative any way I can. But yeah, it's been good. It's been a very, very creative year. Like it's it's not been, if you compare it side by side to any other year, it's not been that busy. Like I haven't done any shows, haven't been on tour, haven't really released that much. But if you take it into perspective in terms of what 2020 was, it was super busy. <laughs> like, you know, um, so yeah, it's been good. It's felt, I feel good right now. Mm, I mean, that's what we want as a minimum, really. Just feeling good right now. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> Absolutely. No, honestly, Feeling good, feeling positive is, that is the sky for me right now is just as much as I'm aiming for. So last time I had you on, it was just before Calgary was released, you know, as you called it, a single short film, you know, how was the reaction to that? You know, did people like it as much as you were expecting? Did people kind of go a bit more wild than you were expecting? Yeah, it, honestly, it was super positive. Um Loved it. Like, as I said, for me, it was just so fun to do as someone that loves music, like particularly that style of music. Um, it was a bit more, it, it was kind of leaning into a bit more of like my roots in like the emo scene and stuff. Um, very much that kind of vein. And so the song itself, I absolutely loved. And then to get to make a short film around it, just, I mean, I, I could have just sat on it and I would have still loved it, but the minute I put it up, the reception was really good. Everyone involved loved it. And just the, like the community just of the music scene and like everyone outwardly and obviously like the video, um, well, like the film itself kind of touches on uh, same sex relationships. So I had a lot of people from, um, the LGBTQ plus community reach out to me as well and just say how much they loved it and felt seen in that video as well. So that was really awesome. So just all round, just, yeah. And, I mean, music wise, visually, everything just, yeah, absolutely great to finally have that out there. I know what you mean about the LGBT community, like jumping on, you know, any form of inclusion, you know, yeah. 
It's crazy. Like, I mean, it's, you know, I, I kind of just saw it as a chance to highlight, you know, people that aren't always seen in music videos, especially in the type of music I do, like emo and rock, I think is still, we're getting there. We're still a little behind. We're moving on a little bit, but so I just thought, fuck it. Let me try this. You know, it was a cool story. It was a, it was just a fun way to kind of just mess around with some really cool people and it looked great, but yeah, no, I, it was, it was just a, it was a cool thing for me just for, you know, people from that community to kind of reach out and be like, Hey, like, you know, we dug that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you've seen, but the new Dodie video features her kissing um, both men and women, uh, well, people who are presenting as male and female, uh, and the comments were like, hey, she included both, so like, both of us know that we can have our heart broken. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was awesome. I checked it out the other day. Um, oh, she's so good. She's been consistently great. Like, mm. I love Dodie's music. Like, it came up in my memories on Facebook the other day. Like, I did a cover of her song, She. Um, it's a banger. Years ago. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, the original's a banger. Yeah, that was awesome. That was that was really good to do. And I feel like that was one of the first times. I mean, I could be wrong because that's when I kind of discovered Dodie. But I feel like that was the first time that she kind of touched on, you know, like sexual fluidity and stuff. Because, you know, it talks about her um, like being with a girl and stuff. Mm. Um, so I feel like I feel like it's been it's been a long time coming for her to like be that open in her in her music videos visually, but I feel like she's always kind of spoken about it um, in her songs, which I think is amazing. Yeah, like I think "Sick of Losing Soulmates" had the music video at least had two women in a yeah, relationship. I remember that one. Yeah. yeah, but also like it, you know, it didn't feature Dodie in the video, so like it could mm. be seen as just you know a bit sideways to it. But no, it was. Uh, this one was oh, her mate. actually, you know, doing it. Do you know what, Loki? I feel like that's. I didn't. I may have. I need to check my notes. Um, in like my my director's notes <laughs> for the Calgary video, but I think that might have been uh, one of the inspos for the um for the Calgary shoot because I definitely remember watching that video years ago when it came out and loved it. Was inspired by it. Um, and it was just great that Dodie wasn't in it. I mean, yeah. like, she's amazing. I love looking at Dodie. She's <laughs> awesome. Um, but as an artist, like, we always feel like we have to be the center of attention and we have to be on camera performing. And, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that was one of the videos that I um, had marked down um, as just an inspiration for Calgary. Just, like, it has nothing to do with me. I don't need to be on camera at all. Um, you know, this is just a beautiful story we're going to tell. Um, and, yeah, I... I absolutely love that video so yeah i'm pretty sure pretty sure it was part of the inspo legends inspiring legends <laughs> i mean you've already touched on covers so i'm gonna move i'm gonna talk about covers you know you've been nailing it on the covers over the last year thank you, know? you. thank you very much i mean funeral for a friend holding absence flyleaf you know a very welsh direction for most of those <laughs> yeah you can definitely tell what i've been listening to um recently like mate it's weird i need to i feel like i need to spend more time in wales i need to i need to get to the bottom of this like what is going on over there because there was one point in time i want to say 2005 2006 my favorite bands were so like top band was always a treyu like i just loved them they were just my band but mm. then you had bullet skin dread 
Feel for a Friend, uh, I think The Blackout at one point, Kids in Glass yeah. Houses. And I was like, every single band is Welsh. Like, what is going on? <laughs> what are they doing over there? What's happening? So, like, but I've only been to, I've been to Cardiff a handful of times. I remember playing a show in Swansea once. Um, and that's about it. It. Like, I don't think I've spent an awful amount of time in Cardiff, but I imagine the scene over there is crazy. And I mean, now we've got Holding Absence coming up. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah. So it's, it's interesting. But yeah, no, honestly, like with the covers, I took a look at my channel and I just wasn't, I wasn't happy. I did the standard creator thing of I don't like what I see on there. Like it was, it was good. I had some really good covers on there that I was proud of, but I don't know. I didn't really have any videos that I was like really gassed on that. Like, say if I met someone new, I could just show them this cover and be like, yo, this is me. This is what I'm doing. And obviously, yeah, like it goes without saying 2020, I think made everyone just reevaluate their life. Like, what am I doing? I need to be happy. And honestly, what makes me happy is the music I listened to when I was 15, 16. So I went back all over all those <laughs> tunes. Um, yeah, like Feeling for Friend, Evanescence, Flyleaf. Um, I think that's what I've got out so far. Not sure when this is coming out, but I've got a couple of Killswitch Engage ones coming up. What else is on the list? Just, uh, just old school. I'm just going back. I'm toying with doing the bullet one. The, the guitar is, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. Um, even doing some work, been working on this Killswitch Engage cover. And I just, I haven't, I've not played this song since I was 15. Um, and I just assumed I'd be able to pick it back up and record it fine. And it was such a strain just with the riffs and everything. Uh, and Bullet is way harder. They've got some crazy lead stuff going on. So it's like, like I, I'm more than willing to put the work in and put the effort in, but it's like, I'm also working on so much original material. So I like my covers just to be, you know, in and out very quickly. Like I'll dedicate mm -hmm. a day to it. But yeah, it's going to take me a good few takes to get some bullet down. But I mean, but yeah, but essentially that's me. I'm just going, enjoying, enjoying what I do, you know, not worrying about being overly commercial or palatable, just it's, it's emo, pop punk, metalcore, whatever. Like that's what I love. I'm just embracing it and I'm just going, just going all in and uh, throwing out these nostalgic covers. Yeah. I mean, we all love a bit of nostalgia, but yeah, I was going back through them and for the sake of curiosity, I want to know, is that a Warwick bass that you're playing in some of them? It is, absolutely. Well spotted. My best friend, Lewis, we were in a band, what, 2006, seven. It was like year, year 11, yeah, year 11-ish, like going like first year of college. We were in a band all those years ago and it's his bass. And yeah, I mean, yeah, the band broke up in like 2008. So like, it's just been, I think I borrowed it once to record something and just never gave it back. Like he's just never like, he's never asked for it. He comes around all the time and he see it, it, he's just not bothered. Like he's got an amazing job. Um, he's busy with his life. Like we still see each other a lot, but I mean, yeah, he just doesn't, he has no interest in asking for his bass back, but I fear that one day he will. <laughs> um, so I'm just using it until I'm making the most of it until that time, but it is a brilliant base. It is gorgeous. Yeah. I didn't even know that they were a thing until about three weeks ago when my housemate, who is a music producer, bought one, a six string, uh, mm. um, but also then like, I realized my partner plays 
a Warwick bass as well. Oh, no way. You just never Everyone's know. playing Warwick basses. They are so good. I mean, so I've already made a game plan in my head. Eventually, I know he will ask for his bass back and I'm going to need to source a replacement. Um, I do have one um, that I tried to teach my girlfriend bass, but she just got bored. Um, <laughs> so that's back at her parents' place. Um, and it is the worst guitar in the world like it is so bad like it was so brand new not even secondhand brand new fresh out the box it was 60 pounds and like it was i it's just some company off ebay that just make the cheap standard um it's a jazz bass shape um and we do you know what i can't i can't crap on it too much because i have got some gnarly tones from it Mm. but like the action's terrible so i'm getting like super nerdy right now <laughs> but like the action's shit the pickups are just they're not great but you know if i if i mess around with it on logic enough it will sound palatable um so i'm gonna i'm just gonna probably grab that back when my friend inevitably takes back his warwick thumb bass but in the long run i mean i don't know honestly this guitar that bass guitar has just been so good to me that like I've not even needed to look at another bass since I've played it. But I know if, if I had some money, maybe I'd, I'd look, I'd have a day at um, a music shop and just play a couple of different basses and kind of see what um, what was the best option for me. But I do like, a aside from this Warwick one, like I do like a thumb bass. Um, mm. I do like a, a jazz bass as well. They do really good. Um, you can get some kind of gnarly, I've been into that really like gnarly, distorted pop punk kind of tone. Um, yeah, you can really drive it and get some really good stuff out of that. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not thinking about that day just yet, <laughs> but I need to give it back. Well, there ain't no shame in that. And on that topic, <laughs> let's talk about new single, Shame. It's out the 14th of May, but yeah, like, let's talk Shame. So what's different about it? Firstly, that was an awesome segue. That was fantastic. I am the queen <laughs> of segues. Absolutely. Oh my God. <laughs> Shame, I, again, I'm fully leaning in, leaning into the old school vibes. Do you know what? I've been listening to a lot of Pale Waves. Um, absolutely love them. Uh, Biba Doobie. I mean, like, yeah, any any dirty hit band. Just been vibing that whole kind of throwback, Avril Lavigne-esque kind of stuff. And, like, it's kind of taken it there. Um, like, I think, I think it was you that commented... On one of the video, he was like, did I hear scratches. scratches in there? <laughs> I was like, yeah. It's like, yeah, I just did it. I was like, hmm, it needs it. It needs that 2001 kind of feel. But yeah, do you know what? It's, it's just really cool. Honestly, like, so it's weird for me because it was finished. It was finished and mixed before we talked. I probably finished it around the same time as Calgary. Yeah. But I just sat on it. I didn't really know what to do with it because at the time, like, Calgary was probably as emo and guitar based as I wanted to go. Um, cause some, some of my previous stuff is a bit more, I guess you'd just fall into like the pop R and B kind of category, but with a little bit of guitar influence. And I got, so I mixed, um, Illusion Jordans with Kid Neko and it was just so heavy. Um, but it sounded great. It was exact. The song sounds exactly the way the song should sound, but just compared to everything else was so heavy. And I was like, I have no idea what to do with the song. Don't know what to do with it. So yeah, sat on it all through lockdown and randomly uploaded it in January. I just thought, screw it. Let's put it up. 
just give it to the world, see what happens. And yeah, it went crazy. Absolutely went crazy. Um, got picked up by a bunch of different um, Spotify editorial playlists. And just so many people have reached out like behind the scenes wise, um, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And it is just, yeah, so that blew up. And for the first time, I'd kind of embraced like the alternative scene again and just kind of been like, okay, like there is a market for that. Um, and as well, I think like a big thing for me, like over the past year is just seeing how many like people of color, like black and brown people, like across the world are just so into alternative music and they're just like super on it. Like literally the first time I kind of saw it was um, I, I think it was the first lockdown. I got approached by the Nova Twins to do like a couple of photo shoots for them, uh, for some magazine covers, and just seeing how much they were killing it. And you know, they're signed by uh, Jason from Three Three Three, and it's just like they're like once I started talking to those kind of people, and there there is honestly like my whole Twitter now is just like black emo Twitter. Like everyone on there is just like so so good and just crushing it and just seeing how that scene has kind of evolved. I was like, oh, like the worst thing in the world for me would just to be, I feel like I've had like a massive part in kind of starting that scene, like from doing covers back in the day. But then I, I kind of just went away. I kind of left it alone for a bit. It just got stale for me. But now I think like a lot of us are just regenerating it and picking it back up. And yeah, the worst thing in the world just to be, see people smashing it and you know kind of putting themselves out there and just to get left behind so i was like ah i need to kind of reclaim my title i need to step back into the ring bring up like you know get some... <laughs> into the squared circle of the alternate music scene mate 100 100 like even mate just today i've seen um willow smith's will, will smith's daughter she's put out a new tune and it's proper pop punk i'm like mate like everyone's killing it and it's, it's, it's weird because I grew up, so many of my cousins, like they low key listened to pop punk, but like you couldn't say it as like a black kid. You couldn't, it, was, it wasn't acceptable. Like no one really, it wasn't cool. I remember one, one of my cousins, like he's a grime rapper and he's sick and he had like, he was proper massive like back in the day. But I remember he went to his house and he was like, oh, you like all that rock stuff, don't you? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, and he pulled out like this Sum 41 CD. And he was like, yeah, no, I do listen to this sometimes. I was like, what? Like, it was so crazy. I was like, but he just couldn't, he couldn't say it. Like, I don't know. It was like this weird, like, I don't know. It was strange. So like as much, as much as we've seen, you know, people of color aren't really that visible in the alternative scene, even though we are there and we have been there, you kind of, it was, there was a point of time where we were getting it from both sides. Like, so like my family wouldn't get why I'm listening to this devil music, <laughs> you know? Um, and yeah, so it was, it was strange. It was strange. But now I think everyone's just like, fuck it. I like music, whatever that is, whatever type of music it is, like everyone has a right to it. Like it's fucking sound waves, man. Like just, mm. <laughs> just do it, make it, listen to it, do whatever you want. Once I kind of had that realization, because I've been, I have so many voice notes and demos that are just pop punk bangers, but I've just kind of thought, mm, I don't, I'm not really doing that right now. But now they're all, they're all coming to light. 
and shame is one of them it, it came about quite quickly actually it was just a riff i was just like messing around with and i was like no nah, okay this is going to be the next one there's a whole load more like that of just as i say i'm reclaiming my title <laughs> the music video was shot in an abandoned school uh-huh i've seen the behind the scenes because i've pre-saved it like a responsible human being <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much how was shooting in an abandoned school and stuff you know what music video inspirations etc so etc <laughs> so so good um so like um my really really good friend her name's artemis she is a wicked photographer filmmaker um she so she lives in this school there's this thing that i never knew about in london called a guardianship where you can basically the like the council will let you live in an abandoned building because they so i think like they want to do something with it they eventually want to turn it into something but like no one's bought it yet or no one's like leased it out and i think this has been going on for about 10 years at this particular place so until then to stop people squatting in there they're like okay you can rent it for super cheap like do what you want but when we decide to have it back you have to leave basically um so her and she like uh she's got the most amazing housemates are all super cool we've like partied loads um but yeah like we just went up there and it, it just looks amazing it's just a huge school hall um and look i don't think it's been touched since like the early 2000s so the colors are very warm and kind of worn out and i was like oh the aesthetic here is just perfect for everything and yeah as i mentioned artemis is an amazing filmmaker so we just connected like super easily and i was just like look just follow me around with a camera for a day and i'll throw it together on final cut when i get home and that was literally it that was the video process we just did a couple of setups we did like three or four different setups and then we walked around camden for a little bit and got some you know got to get the cool slow motion stuff with the city lights in the background all that kind of vibes um but yeah no, it was just a cool just cool little fun video to kind of throw together because as we know everything is about content 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 so content yeah content is king apparently apparently but like it is yeah it's so true and honestly yeah. like from that shoot we just got so much we just we did it all we got some stills as well so the um the cover art as well was from that same day yeah it's, it was just really fun it was really fun to do i love working with her um she's just started a really cool band uh called mung bean i'm gonna plug them even though we have no music <laughs> out yet but they're gonna be really cool and uh her and the other guy lawrence they're just like they just have the coolest aesthetic and we did a we did a really really weird photo shoot uh last weekend um they basically went into tesco and bought every single thing that was pink there's like rose and uh who's the guy percy is it percy pig Percy picks right? the M&S dude. That's it. No, sorry. So it was M&S. Yeah. Uh, There's like a ton of Percy pig stuff and just like pink sweets and pink and red sweets and all this stuff. And we just like covered Lawrence's bed and all this pink stuff and like strawberry laces and it's just all over them. And I'm, I just took a bunch of cool pictures from above and they're both in these like matching candy striped uh, pajamas. And it's just gonna look so cool. It's just, it's so interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link after this, but, um, but yeah, they're really <laughs> cool. So yeah, it was, it's, I mean, this past year has just been like, just connecting with so many cool creatives and interesting people that have a vision of just making cool art. 
And it's so good when you can, it's, you know, it's something we're not just having fun. I mean, we are having the best fun, but so much cool stuff is coming from it that lots yeah. of people like. And I think that's the best kind of cross section you can hope for as a creative, like, cause I've made stuff that's done really well, but I was half asleep, like in the studio. <laughs> doing it. Yeah. So this is great. I'm connecting with amazing people, you know, making amazing artwork and it's just, it just happens to be really good as well. And it's always a great feeling, you know, when it actually gets released. Like I spent nearly a year working on my first Rubes Media music video for uh, a band. But when it was finally released, like in September, it was like, oh, thank fuck. So and also good, people right? were vibing with it. And I was like, I made that. That's it's awesome. not even my song, but I made that. And people nah, but you were liking part it. of it. Yeah. Honestly, like that's such a big part of it. Like being, you know, the videographer, the director of something. Because yeah, a lot, a lot of the music I discover is from music videos from YouTube. Mm. So, you know, you're a big part in, you know, that band discovering, sorry, that band being discovered by people. And I think, yeah, it's, it's so cool. And in a weird kind of okay how on it how honest am i gonna be um Come there's on. there's right there's a thing <laughs> there's a thing with singers we are all fucking egomaniacs like i'm sorry but we do love ourselves and we love the attention that you get from uh from fans and just people that love your music and it's i don't think anyone really says it enough but i've, I've been trying to be more open about it because every time i do say it every everyone else that is an artist is like yeah no i do feel that way and we do love it like the attention is so good um just from people saying that they love what you've done and i kind of just looked at myself and i was like oh i've not had that in a while like maybe i should have that again like how about i put out a song and people can like it and i can get that good feeling again like it's such a simple equation i was just yeah. sitting around it's like oh like why aren't my followers going up like why is no one subscribed to my channel like i'm not making any money off spotify or anything i was like oh i haven't released an original song in like three years that's probably <laughs> why like i should probably do that and yeah like so that i mean that was probably a big reason of why i just uploaded illusion jordans randomly because i was like like, because I, I remember releasing songs and then someone from the middle of nowhere randomly tweets you and they're like, oh, I just heard this song. It was amazing. I love it. And it's like, yeah, it's like, I've and I've literally had that every day since that song has been out. And there's still people finding it now, like three, four months on. They're like, oh, I love that song. And it's so good. It's honestly, like, it's amazing having people appreciate the art that you've made. So, yeah, no, I totally get it. Totally get it. I thought maybe we could touch on wrestling, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, yeah. we have to. We absolutely have to. Now that I'm to. actually a wrestling fan, you know, and pre-pandemic, you know, I remember you were involved in the now-closed uh, London School of Lucha Libre. Oh, yeah. mate, heartbreak. Absolute heartbreak. Like, yeah. So, as far as I know, I mean, so the school itself is going to try and continue, but the, the building, so we... Uh, we practiced at this place called the resistance gallery in bethnal green and it was just so cool like you know the, the i the best way to describe it is you know that kind of dingy music venue that everyone kind of grew up in playing shows it would be the kind it's the kind of venue that 
I'm sure the legal capacity is like 150, but every show had like three, 400 people in there. It was like, and I, and I feel like in music, I'd kind of like left that behind because I'm massive <laughs> now or whatever, but like, you don't really get those kind of venues anymore. Um, it's all, you know, your O2 academies and all the proper venues. Like I never really get a chance to go to like small, dingy law breaking venues. <laughs> and it was so cool to not only train at the resistance gallery, but to go to shows there. Um, and it was just outrageous. It was so outrageous. Like London Lucha Libre is just, it was such like a pure form of artwork, like just pantomime on crack. Like it was insane. <laughs> um, and it was such a good, it was such a good venue. And at the start of 2020, like one of my goals was to finally get on the show because I've been training for about a year and it was, it was just really looking like, um, like I remember the first session I had back, it was like just after new year's and my first training session and everything was connecting. Like I was feeling like so good. I was getting the moves down everything was just flowing. And I was like, okay, this is it. This is going to be my goal for this year. I'm going to get on the show. Um, and every time you can't, I dreamt, like I dreamt about it, that was going to be the venue. Like it was going to be in there, but unfortunately, like, uh, it's the venue's gone now that's been sold, but you know, wherever our new home happens to be, it will, it will have to be there, but it's still, it's still on my radar to, uh, at least do, at least do a show. I'd love to do a show. Even if, even if that show ends with you being pinned. Even, I mean, it's your first, I, I, I'm not expecting to win my first match. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's fine. You know, it's all part of the show. It's all like, yeah. I, I, I've, I've, we've done a couple of like matches in, uh, in practice and stuff. And I'm technically undefeated because I've won, <laughs> I've won all the practice <laughs> matches, but yeah, like it's, I don't know. I, I, so the weird thing about, um, wrestling that I try and explain to people that don't watch it is because they're like, Oh my God, but like, how could you just like lose and be okay with that? And it's just like, it's, and it's just fine. But it's like, yeah. nah, it's, it's a show. Like it's like a movie, like, you know, you're playing the bad guy or you're playing the superhero or whatever. It's just like, and yeah, like it's just, it's just all part of the fun. Like it's still like, you've still done the same amount of work. Like you've done everything that you would have done otherwise, but you just happen to lose the match and, Oh, it is just so fun just being in the ring. Like I cannot, absolutely cannot wait just to like jump around, you know, like <laughs> the next time I get into a ring, it's going to be super fun. I mean, like I didn't even realize until like I was talking about WrestleMania 37 afterwards that my favorite wrestler is a heel. I know. Wait, who's your favorite? Uh, Rhea Ripley. Oh yeah. Oh, she, she, she's kind of I, like baby face yeah. now that she's gone into Raw. But yeah. by the time she was leaving NXT, you know, she was kind of the bad guy. Yeah, no, I'd say I'd say she is like, I mean, her whole vibe is more heelish. Yeah. Um, brutal, but... brutal destruction and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but like, um, that was the weird thing about like, so when I started watching it, you know, I grew up with like The Rock, Stone Cold, Undertaker. I mean, like, ju I mean, just take those three guys. Yeah. I absolutely loved Andrew. Triple H as well. They're not very nice people. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, as as humans, they're amazing. But like on TV, like even yeah. so, when I started watching it, like The Rock was like the biggest baby face you could ever have. But he was a dick. Like he he would always make fun of the interviewers and just take the piss out of everyone. 
but he was so entertaining that like you had to cheer him and it's like and I, it's such a weird thing like honestly like i'm so i'm so happy that i just naturally like got into wrestling and i just sort of understood it because i'm trying to explain it to people that don't watch it and i'm like okay like they're not nice people but we like them for some reason and yeah. it doesn't make sense and literally like the undertaker i remember like he abducted stephanie mcmahon <laughs> and like tied her to a crucifix or something weird like that and it's like no he is like a villain like he is like he is like the fucking devil but the minute you hear the gong like everyone's like ah, it's like it's crazy like it's it's so weird it's the weirdest world but i absolutely love it like yeah. so hard and the the parallels between like what i do in music and the wrestling world are just so interconnected like there is so much overlap there's so many people like in the music scene that absolutely love wrestling there's so many like wrestlers that like wish they could be in a band and like every and that was like so many people i've connected with um at the london school of lucha libre have been like um there's one guy dave like we just walked in we were like looking up in practice and he had like an architect's um shirt on i was like oh shit and like honestly so many people that are interesting like they love alternative music and pop punk and everything and it's just like yeah it's it's super cool it's just such a cool community i love it mm. and i mean going back on that whole welsh thing junior marcus and i think it's marcus andrews um or marcus yeah andrews. yeah uh you know nxt uk and stuff so we follow each other and have spoken like a handful of times and i'm just like i'm i'm, I'm just i'm biding my time to when i uh i i, I throw out the possibility of a collab i'm just waiting I'm, I'm waiting till for the right moment but he's sick he's my he's like my goal uh, originally it was chris jericho obviously like he's kind of the blueprint for someone that does music and mm is like a top class wrestler. Um, but obviously Mark Andrews, like he's pop punk as fuck. Like it's, you know, he's so cool. Like the coolest thing ever. He like, he legit just stole my dream from my head and made it a reality. Um, so NXT were um, before they had a show at download, like during download festival. Um, so to promote it, Junior were playing their set. Done came and attacked Mandrews at the end of his set and like threw him off the stage. And then Mandrews done like a moonsault from the stage, like into the crowd, like on top of Pete Dunn. And he got back on the mic and like cut a promo and was like, I'll see you at the NXT 10 tonight. And I was like, oh man, like you've just merged pop punk and WWE like so perfectly. I was like, oh man, it was so good. It's like my favorite YouTube clip. I just watch it randomly sometimes. So I'm just like, it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And it's always what I've wanted to do. Like my goal was to like, <laughs> if I ever did like a headline arena tour, I was like, so you know, you you came to one of the busted shows, right? Yeah, I came to the Manchester one. Oh, sick. So you know how there was obviously the main stage and then there was like the B, the stage. B stage. Yeah. So my goal, if I ever do arena tour, the B stage is going to be a ring. And like, like Busted went and did like a little acoustic set at their B stage. I'm going to go and just do like a couple of songs in the ring and then some randos are going to come and attack me 
And then we're literally just going to go into a match. We're just going to have a straight up match in the middle of a concert. And that's gonna, <laughs> that's going to be it. And it's going to be crazy. But like, yeah, Mandrews has already done that in like some form. But I'm just, I'm, I want to take it to the next level. <laughs> You'll just have to, you know, drop a challenge of Mandrews whilst you are um, performing. I kind of need to like, I kind of need to call him out. But also like collab at the same time. Like, I kind of need to, yeah. <laughs> That's what like, that's the crazy thing about social media now is that so many people like they don't, they don't know, are you starting beef or are you cutting the promo? Yeah. Like, are you trying to make, so it's like, I've always, cause I'm not fully in that world yet. Cause I feel like, cause I'm not an actual wrestler. Like I've not had a match, like I'm just training. So if I start calling people out, they'll be like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, there's not even, there's no payoff because I'm not signed by any company. Like there's no match that we can have. Like I was just trading insults on Twitter and it's just like, ah. Uh. So until I'm actually like wrestling somewhere, I think I'm just not going to call anyone out in case they think it's real beef. Because I don't do drama at all. Like I'm not, oh my God, like, when I see people having like beef on Twitter, I'm just like, stop, <laughs> actually stop. It's so embarrassing. Um, mm. But in wrestling, it's fine. It's not real. It's all good. Yeah. One of my favorite things that I've been keeping up with in wrestling at the minute is the whole Daniel Bryan. Oh, Roman Reigns. Yeah, that's it. I, st I, I still can't gel with Roman Reigns, but I think that's possible no. because of how late I've come in. I think it's weird. I I don't know. Maybe it's just there. there is something about him. So when I... Mm. When I started watching again, I mean, I, I, as I said, I watched back in the day, like two, 2000, I think. Yeah, year 2000 was when I first started watching it. And up until like 2004, and that's when I picked up guitar hmm. and didn't watch wrestling at all. Like I'd watch, I'd watch old clips like here and there, but actual live as it's happening, current wrestling, until 2015 when I saw, I just went on my Facebook, which again, the parallels between music and wrestling in, intertwined. So I just, I thought my whole Facebook was music people, people I've met in the industry. Every single person was talking about how Daniel Bryan didn't win the Royal Rumble and how much Roman Reigns sucks. And I was like, what? Like people are watching the Royal Rumble. What the, f like, so I literally went onto the network, started watching again. I was like, who is this Daniel Bryan guy? What are they on about? Um, and yeah, and then it's, it snowballed from there. That's legit how I got back into it. Um, and yeah, and since then I just haven't liked Roman Reigns cause he's just been shoved down everyone's throats. And oh, he's the most beautiful man in the entire world. He's an amazing wrestler and he's related to The Rock, which automatically makes you incredible. Um, yes, on paper, he's fantastic, but I just, something about him I just didn't get. But this new character he is doing, oh my, I, every time he same. comes on the screen, I love it. He's like, he's just the perfect kind of dickhead where he's just like so his his confidence and his arrogance is just so it's it's that calm final boss you know movie bad guy kind of thing that he's doing so well because like he's always been that chill and like he he never raises his voice even when he was a baby face 
But when you're a baby face and you're just calm, it's just like, oh, I'm bored. Like, wh honestly, when he did promos before, it was so dead. Like, go back and I'm guessing watch... you've seen the one with uh, John Cena where he forgets his lines. I was literally just about to say, like, go back and watch the one with John Cena where he absolutely destroys him. And it's just, and that's the Roman Reigns that I knew. So to see him now where he's just, yeah. there's something, there's something different between a good guy being chilled and then the bad guy just being like, look, I'm sick. I've headlined every WrestleMania. I don't even need to acknowledge your existence. Like, <clears throat> you know, you're all acknowledging me. me. Right. He's so, I, so I love it personally. But I understand, I understand if, you know, there's still people out there who haven't fully connected with him. But yeah, I, I think he's sick. He's probably one. Uh, no, I'd, I'd say he's my favorite. There's not really anyone else really that's killing it for me. So I'd say Roman Reigns is probably my favorite current superstar. Apart from apart from Bianca Belair, that, that's different. Oh, she, she was fantastic. In she's incredible. I absolutely love her. That match, Sasha Banks as well. To be fair, I'd oh, say yeah. she's up there as one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, they're all they're all killing it. But yeah, Roman Reigns. I think just because of how much I didn't like him before, it feels crazy to be so into him now. I'm having a similar thing with. I don't know if you like frequently watch NXT, but they've currently got uh, Johnny Gargano and the way like being what uh, my friends have lovingly dubbed as the Scooby Gang. <laughs> because they're just getting up to such utter like bollocks. I didn't like Johnny Gargano when I first came in because I was like, are we supposed to root for these guys? Like, you know, he's not giving me that vibe. No. But now he's just, it's so funny and it's hilarious. I need, to, I need to watch more. Like, it's one of those things like NXT is so good and I've never watched an episode that has let me down. Mm. But there is so much wrestling on TV. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much. It's ridiculous. There's something like 14 hours a week. Like if you count like AEW yeah. and New Japan and all that stuff, it's like, mate. Like, and if you're watching it on the network, you get some of them three weeks later or four weeks later, by which time you've already seen spoilers yeah. for seven weeks ahead. It's so, mate, there's so much going on. And so I think naturally, like, so already, so when I, when I got back into it, it's like, okay, three hours for Raw, two hours for SmackDown, and now NXT is two hours long. Mm. Kind of just like, I think as soon as, when I started watching it again, NXT had just, it was just finding its feet. Like, I think like you had like Finn Balor was just sort of coming up. It was that sort of era. And like Sasha Banks and Bailey were like starting the headline stuff. So it was sick, but it was like, oh, it's an extra hour that I need to put aside. And now it's two hours. So it was just a lot. So I think it's still, it's still kind of in my head that it's just like, oh, it's just a bit long. But it's, it's, as I said, it's never let me down. It's such a good mm. show. I need to, I need to. Um, but no, I love all the takeovers. Um, I like I have to watch those they're sick but yeah I need to start watching NXT I'm do you know what schedule wise I'm probably going to replace Raw with NXT because I'm um, Raw is dead it's just like yeah. nothing's nothing's going on that's it's all mate it's all different like again like when I was growing up Raw was the shit like Raw was it every single week like honestly I sound 
I look at myself now and I sound like such an old timer. I sound like one of these people that's like, oh, back, back in, in my day. day, we had the Rolling Stones, we had the Beatles and all you young and she don't know what you're on about. Honestly, that's what I feel like now talking about wrestling. But mate, imagine me 10 years old and I put on the TV, you've got The Rock, you've got Stone Cold driving a beer truck, you've got Undertaker, <laughs> Kurt Angle, Triple H, and they're all young guys. They're all young. Like, and then you had John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, all these guys on my TV every single week. And and so I, when I started watching, I still had like a year and a bit of WCW as well and ECW. So I had all of that. So you had Nitro and you had like Goldberg and Nash and NWO and all this. And it's just not... It's not there yet. Like, it's not the same now when you go on Raw and it's just dead. Like, oh, so it's so, I might, they've I might got, need to. They've got Rick Flair's daughter. They've got Rick Flair's daughter. <laughs> she's good. Like, honestly, I can't take she's it good, away from but Charlotte. She's, like, uh, she's sick. Yeah. But they need to, I feel like, do you know what? It's hard because she's a sick wrestler and she should be able to just be Charlotte and be her own person. Mm. But where Ric Flair is, he is Ric Flair. He is what he is. You can't not, I, I get it. I get it why they're like, you basically need to be Ric Flair's daughter. Like that needs to be your character. But I'm just like, oh, it's just, what? it's just whatever. Yeah. It's just, you know, it is, it is what it is. But yeah, Raw's been letting me down on the past couple of weeks. It's just not exciting. And mate, it's still a pandemic. It's still, there's still no crowd. So I'm not, I'm not blaming them. I'm not expecting, you know, the world, but yeah, just entertainment wise, I feel like NXT, as I said, has never let me down. So if I've got a couple hours to spare at 1am on a Tuesday or Wednesday, then it's, I think it should go to NXT <laughs> instead, probably. Yeah. So good. Honestly, mate, Triple H has just been doing the bits for the wrestling as as a whole like you can tell the amount of influence he's had in the music like even from was it nxt that had poppy yeah nxt had poppy yeah mate the music they've had they've had bring me the horizon um architects i'm sure they were one and it's just mate, he's like he's got such a stamp on the the music and the vibe of nxt and nxt uk and yeah man he's like he's a solid rock guy man like he loves it so that, i think that's that's a cool because uh, wwe like the main show i mean like the weekend for the wrestlemania theme is uh, is i don't know it's just too i don't want to be that guy but it's just too kind of commercial yeah. like hey we're appealing to everyone like what's badass about the weekend like He's sick. I love the weekend, but it doesn't scream WrestleMania to me. No. Like, it is it is what it is. Like it's all changing. I'm just I'm just trying to navigate what I like and what I don't like. So I feel like we've moved on to a good segue to go into the quick fire round to finish off the podcast. Hell yeah, let's do it. For the most part, two options. Um there's one that's three and one that's just an open ended question. So Okay, okay. Yeah. I got it. Leading on from the last topic then. NXT, SmackDown, or Raw? SmackDown. Busted or Fight Star? Oh, Fight Star, all day long. <laughs> emo or Pop Punk? Oh, Emo. 
Vine or TikTok? <laughs> TikTok? I didn't even have Vine. No way. <laughs> uh, song on repeat? Um, oh, my God. Oh, um, Losing My Religion by R.E.M. Ooh, that's <laughs> such a good song. <laughs> uh, and lastly, it might be difficult for you. London or L.A.? Oh, man, L.A. I'm bored of London at this point. I've been here all lockdown. <laughs> I guess when you're forced to stay somewhere for, you know, a year without leaving it, yeah. it can get pre. So other than, uh, well, yeah, to wrap up, uh, Shame out 14th of May. I'm guessing music video at midnight. That's what yeah. usually happens. <laughs> usually. I mean, I'm so unplanned. I don't know. Um, I'm so happy I have like, I'm working with like a really good team at the moment. Um, it was helping me out, put out this new, uh, this new batch of songs. Um, mm. So whatever they decide, <laughs> but usually, yeah, yeah. I'll either, yeah, it'll either be at midnight or like uh, GMT the next day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, music video is going to come out the same day with the song. It's going to go live on everywhere, Spotify, Apple, Deezer, Tidal, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, no, 14th of May, that is it. That's, that's like, I feel like it's going to be a good launching point for the summer because I've just got, I've got bangers just coming out constantly. We're just creating a constant stream of just tunes. So it's going to be, it's going to be a good start. Get everyone guessed. Now that Daft Punk have broken up, I guess Limmy could be like, hey, have you heard Shane by Walwyn? It's the tune yeah. of the summer. Right? There's a gap. There's, there's a gap filled, man. Like, Daft Punk. Mate, honestly, like, whether it's me, it might be me. I don't think it's going to be me, but it might be um, whoever has the tune of the summer. I think it's going to be a pop punk one. It's going to be like something's going to kick off. And because yeah. it's always that, like, you know, that dance hit. We've not had like a proper summer pop punk hit in years, like not since, you know, Blink and mm. like, you know, yeah, probably not since Blink or maybe some, but yeah, I think this, this is the year, whoever it is, it might be me. I don't know. I'm going to try, <laughs> I'm going to try my best, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a good, good summer for alternative music. Yeah. And if anyone does pick up on you and wants to find you, where can they go? So Twitter uh, is probably my most active Instagram as well. Underscore Woolwin, W-A-L-W-I-N. But now TikTok as well. After months of pressure from everyone in my life, uh, I made a TikTok account and I'm on there and I'm posting uh, fairly regularly. But, you know, I'm putting some stuff up there. But yeah, TikTok um, is the same underscore Woolwin, W A L W I N. But yeah, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And oh, YouTube as well, Woolwin Music. Um, that is my channel. New covers every Wednesday, if 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 I can. <laughs> but, but that that is the goal. Yeah, I'm putting out new covers every Wednesday. Um, some new ones, some nostalgic ones. I was just finishing off one before we did this call. Um, but yeah, that as well. Woolwin Music on YouTube, but everything else is underscore Woolwin. Nice. And everyone listening, you heard that? Go listen. Go watch. Go vibe. Have a good time. Hell yeah. You're listening to Fresh From The Scene with Ruby Price. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed that, please do give it a share on social media and be sure to follow Arthur and myself on social media. As I said, there's links in the description. As mentioned during the show, Arthur's newest single, Shame, is out as of today, so go and listen to it. It's an absolute banger.
thank you and goodbye.